Welcome to Let's Be Real Sports Podcast, presented by Let's Be Real Media. Watch us live on YouTube and Twitter, and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at LBR underscore media. Also, subscribe to us on any podcast platform. What's going on? BLJ here, the best hype man in the NBA. Man, I'm here with Let's Be Real. Tune in. Ah! <laughs> Hello! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Let's be real. Podcast at Tim Shakir with my guys. What up, Trevor? What happened to defense? Who the hell knows? <laughs> exactly. Who knows, man? Because all, all these scoring outbursts, 60s and 70s, I get it. You want to honor Kobe because this is around the time we lost Kobe four years ago. But golly, like put a body on somebody on defense, man. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And Mr. I want to score 62. Lito, what's good, brother? Man, nothing much, bro. I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to get in the gym, bro. I want to score 62. <laughs> he wants to score 60 also. <laughs> okay, man. Let's be real media. Make sure you uh follow us on social media, Twix, Instagram, all that good stuff at LBR Media. Shout out to the gang, three to Hardaway, Jeans Report, and of course LBR Gaming with Trevor. Uh, right here, man. We begin our, 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 our leaks in, man. What's up, bro? We we finally in this month. All we need is four, yeah. three more. Really. We, uh, <laughs> Savage, where are you? <laughs> Savage, get your, I look, look, look. I know you got a little shot. I, I, I don't see that. I, I know, but the game is right there, too. <laughs> you got Shiloh and we get it. We get it. I get it. Trust me. But whenever you can, you can put one of them. He can put one of them on here. We'll take, we'll take, we'll take, uh, we'll take one of the two kids on here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the game, man. Make sure you subscribe, like everything that you see us with. Tell your best friend. Uh, tell your homies about. You know, let's be real. Bring you the real to to you on podcast. You know, it's a lot of fakeness going on. You know, what I'm saying whether Will scored a hundred points or not. It is what it is, but we definitely know that Kobe scored 81 points. That happened January 22nd, uh, which is why everybody been acting crazy. It's just been that week of let me get in my bag a little bit more. Uh, so in a way, whether they fake flowers or not, we do want to recognize uh, the players, <laughs> the players that have that turned up for us a little bit extra this, uh, this uh, over the last week or so with, uh, you know, Cat taking that 60 point L, but, you know, it is 60. Uh, book with 62, I believe, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Uh, Joel B with his 70 points. And when I didn't think anybody else would score 70 this season, a couple of days later, Luka Doncic scored 73. So, again, no defense being pe- being played, but at the same time, everybody getting in their bag, man. What, what's your thoughts? No, I, if nothing else, I think, I think, I think we, I think we should give more praise to those people. Like, granted, like, I was watching the, the, uh, the highlights from Luca in the in the Hawks game yesterday. I was watching those highlights, and I was just like, "Damn, bro! Like you would like to see more of some type of defense being played." But however, where most most players or there's a lot, there's a huge majority of the league that can't walk out there and say, "I'm going to score seventy tonight," or "I'm going to score seventy or sixty-five, or whatever the case may be." I think giving props to Evan Booker and Joel Embiid and Cat um, and Luca, I think we just should definitely give them them flowers and and not necessarily. Um, say, you know, why not? Why are we not playing defense? Because at the end of the day, 
scoring 60 or scoring 70 in a NBA game, and I believe majority, if not all of these were done in regulation, I think that's worth getting giving flowers for real too. So uh, regardless of whatever defense is being played or not, shout out to those to those individuals for a good week. Yeah, 100 percent Uh regardless of what, what may happen on the other side of the ball, you do have to uh give it up to these guys for putting up the numbers that they put up this week. Um and it, it's bound to happen because uh teams are shooting a lot more threes, so you know it only takes a certain guy to get hot from three. If he's like six of ten, seven of ten, ten of thirteen or something from three, more likely you're gonna have a a, a big night. So uh Kudos to Luca, kudos to Devin Booker, Cat, Joel and B and company for, for one hell of a week. I mean, that's that's tough. Thank God I have NBA League Pass and I was able to tune in to some of these games. So big shout and out it, to them. And it ain't gonna stop no time soon. Uh of course not. no time soon. <laughs> in fact, oh, somebody, somebody hitting a hundred. Somebody's getting a hundred. I don't know who yeah, we, we we actually have footage of it. Somebody's getting a hundred. I, I can I can definitely uh say that. Well, we will actually have proof. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, let's go on to uh, – I got another Flowers as well uh, real quick. Uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, back in the NFL with the Chargers now after winning the uh, the, the championship with the, um, with the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, any quick thoughts on him coming back to the NFL? What up, Ron? Um, I'm happy for him. He's back in the NFL. I think he did what he set out to do. Uh, once he had got to Michigan, uh, which was eventually win the national championship, it was, I hate to say it, but it was really nothing else he could do at Michigan except win the national championship because he pretty much, for most of his tenure there, he pretty much owned Ohio State. So beating Ohio State was was not was not a, a problem there. Sorry, she, but it is what it is. Mitchell. Huh? He'll 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 he actually um vouch will be there, but yeah. And then they was always on the cusp of potentially winning it all, but they were running to Alabama or running to Georgia or something like this. Someone in the SEC, and then they eventually get knocked out. So for them to actually break through this year and get it done, um, you know, big shout out to them for that. Um. Not sure what what's gonna happen with him and the Chargers because I do think the Chargers as a franchise are cursed um, <laughs> because there's no way you can have the talent that you've had over the years and then even now with with Jay Herbert and company and still not be at least talked about as one of the contending teams in the AFC like the, some yeah. that's that's a little concerning to be there. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, big shout out to Jim Harbaugh. Um, so Sharon Moore has officially been uh named the new head coach, the, the black guy that took over for the team when Jim Harbaugh was suspended. Uh, so kudos to Michigan there for actually trying to keep things in the house and getting the black guy a chance. You know, that's always a W here on Let's Be Real. So, but uh, flowers definitely to Jim Harbaugh. Best of luck to you in the NFL. Yeah, no, same. Um, I think it's really impressive what um, he's done as a football coach, um, whether it whether it be um, – I think he was at Stanford at one point, right? Help me with my memory here. Yeah. Um, no, yes, so Stanford, San Fran, and what he did in Michigan. Um, he has a really, really good football coach, not only just his brother, but him, but him as well. Um, so I think it was it, it was a good move for him. Um, I think it's one of those that, like, I think 
he wants to, he talked about in um, a press conference he did maybe a couple of weeks ago that like now he's at the big boy table with his brother who's won a Super Bowl with his, uh, with his dad who's won a national championship. And so now you think that like, he's like, okay, now I want to want a both of them, right? I get to do that now coming back to the NFL. So um, I'm a little interested that he chose the charges because to what you just said, Trevor, like if there's a team that's, that's cursed, right. Or there's a team that's finding a way to lose. And if that's the Falcons and the Cowboys and the NFC, then in the AFC, it's always the charges, right? Chargers are always finding a way to, uh, a way to, to lose a game. But if there's a man in the NFL, if there's a guy out there that can turn it around. It's definitely he or his brother. So props to him. Um, I'm a little salty that that's another big time coach that we as the Steelers or as a Steelers fan, you got to worry about um, in the AFC, but it is what it is. So props to him. Yeah. Uh, y'all got any more flowers? Uh, um, yeah, real quick. I think, right. I think Trevor and I may have the same one, which is definitely want to give flowers real quick to um, the LSU Tigers and the South Carolina University of South Carolina women's basketball team for that really good performance over basketball game that was had on, I think it was Thursday. Man, what a game. What an absolute game. Um, from from the time to tipped off the fans, atmosphere to how well of a of a good game that it was towards the end of uh towards the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, first of all, it's a lovely same quarters in college basketball, by the way. Um, but no, it was a it was a really, really good game. It was competitive. You talk about good tough shots being taken, but then tough shots being made too. Like that's that's another different that's a different caveat that comes with it. Um, so that's definitely a matchup that I would love to see. Uh, maybe not even the final four, but the championship game as well, too. I love me some LSU and South Carolina matchups. Oh, yeah, I definitely had that same one, man. And to Skylar's point, man, we I, I just watching a college basketball game and watching four quarters is is just a breath of fresh air. Like, when we're going to get this for the men, like, just do four 10-minute quarters. That's all you have to do. Everything else will stay the same, I promise you, but. Yeah, man. Kudos to LSU and South Carolina. That was one hell of a game. Like, I literally was getting ready to do my NBA on TNT joint. Celtics and Heat was a, was a dud. So, I was like, let me put it on this women's game. And I never I never flipped back. So, kudos, kudos to them for that. Kudos to the ladies. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then, sorry, to one last thing. Right, I think the, the, viewership, the viewership on that was 1-5 compared to whatever NBA game that was going on at the same time was a 1-3, right? So, yeah so regardless of yeah so shout out to everybody that, that tuned into the game and again and that just shows you i think don Staley had it on the back on her on the back of her sweatshirt that you know people watch women's basketball too or something like that i hate i'm misquoting but it was something along those lines so people are definitely tuning into this women's game for sure that's what's up Women's basketball definitely on the rise, especially with, you know, social media and, you know, us just wanting to see good basketball being played. Like, I mean, that's just number one for any basketball fan. So definitely a uh, salute to the ladies. Of course, they're going to keep that going for the rest of the season, um, especially when playoff time come out. I, I think a lot of people will be paying attention more to women's playoff than men's playoff. I mean, you can quote me on that probably. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see you. But again, speaking of playoffs. Uh, let's get into the NFL. Haha, <laughs> like I tied that in. Uh, the, <laughs> I'm gonna ask y'all real quick again a few questions because y'all are the football heads out of 30 y'all eight <laughs> times out of 10 when when football talk is being said. Um, 
Was it a Chiefs win or a Bills loss? Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this was 100% a Bills loss. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not taking anything away from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs probably played their best ball that I've seen them play all season. Um, however, um, Buffalo gave this one away. Buffalo gave it away. Kansas City tried to give it back to them, and then Buffalo was like, nah, we don't want this W. And one thing that kind of bothered me is as soon as that game was over, everyone was immediately playing the blame game as to who was the sole person to blame. And I'm sitting here, it's like, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally everybody. First and foremost, you start with Sean McDermott. Like, why the hell is you going for a Hollywood moment in a playoff game calling a damn fake punt? With Demar Hamlin getting the ball, I'm turning into uh, <laughs> I'm turning into Patrick Ewing and the Patrick Ewing mean when he was the coach of Georgetown. I'm like, bro, did y'all work on this in practice? And if y'all did, have y'all ran it at some point in the season? Like, what, what, what was possessing uh, y'all to to actually run this play? So Skyler's point, what he always says, I think coaches get to overthinking sometimes. Like Sean McDermott almost lost his job because of it. If it wasn't for McCole Far- Hardman fumbling the ball out of the end zone on the very on the Chiefs next drive after that. We'll be talking about Sean McDermott uh being unemployed at this point. Um then we go to Josh Allen. Josh Allen turned back into what I always say Josh Allen was. He tried to hit the the big home run play when he really didn't need to um on the, on that last drive which led to the missed field goal by Tyler Bass. And then Stefan Diggs, I don't care if the ball was underthrown, if you had to come back to it, the ball literally hit you in your hands and hit you in the chest. Like, you have to make that catch. Um, but kudos to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, at this point, again, so what my guys say, you, you don't pick against Pat Mahomes. And if they get past the AFC Championship, which we'll talk about that later, you might as well chalk them up for, for winning the Super Bowl at this point. Yeah, y'all know I love me some Pat Mahomes. Um, and where I would want to say the Kansas City like took that took that dub. Bills coughed it up, bro. Um, Trevor, you talked about Sean McDermott um and his um inability or well, his ability to almost hand the game right into reading Pat Mahomes' hands. Um, granted, you know, there were some throws here and there, or maybe a throw, or maybe two throws where I'm like, and eh, Josh Allen, that's a throw that you probably shouldn't make, or take that check down there. But there was a drop by Stephon Diggs. There was a drop by Shakir. There was a missed field goal to even get it to overtime, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of those that, like, you you take a step back and you really and you understand like why there are teams like the Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs, or why there are teams like the New York New England Patriots. Right? Somehow, some way, the ball always bounces in their favor. Sometimes there's always a drop by the other team. Sometimes, somehow, somewhere, there's always a missed field goal by the other team. And it, it, at this point, the Buffalo Bills are the brother to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So, and it, with all that being said, Buffalo definitely lost the game. But it's it's it was j- again just another reminder. It's like, damn, Kansas City. It just happens for them, which is why I almost never do bet against them, right? So Buffalo definitely coughed that one up. They had multiple chances to. Not only tie, but win the game. And let, let me let me ask y'all this: Did uh, Stefan Diggs have his moment on the field again? You know how he always like to watch the, the opposing team celebrate. 
Yeah, I don't think it? so. I, I don't I think it remember was, Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't think they did. I was just curious. Like, yeah, and I'm kind of kind of surprised at y'all answers, man, because you know one of our commandments is if a player or if anybody shows who they are, at this point we gotta believe them. Uh, we don't have to go into that conversation on whether Josh Allen is it or not. But at the same time, I can't wait to have a conversation with y'all because y'all named him the White Cam Newton, and I still don't appreciate that bullshit. Uh, uh, we're gonna I, talk about that later. I did not do that, sir. <laughs> no, not y'all, not y'all, not of course not. <laughs> y'all got my. Okay, you talking to the I'd man? Okay, you talking to the man? I like, But I y'all, more, as in, <laughs> I got a little bit more respect for Cam Newton than that now. <laughs> y'all, as in, them other idiots. <laughs> All right. But uh, we, we we definitely gonna talk more about that uh, in upcoming episodes for sure. Uh, but another motto of ours is consistency is key. One of the more consistent teams um, of the NFC has been the Detroit Lions. So, I, fellas, I gotta ask Trev, you with the wifey? I know she 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 holding it down at, at the house with the with, with Detroit in a in a in a back. You know, the, Detroit they gonna take it all the way. Man, look, shout out to my wife. Shout out to my mother in law who were just having probably the grandest time last week um uh, answer carefully by the way answer carefully by the way oh yeah i mean it's a lot of questions because <laughs> i feel like he's setting it up bro i truly believe that detroit can win it all um they have the tools they can run the football effectively they have a good offensive line uh, Sam Laporta is doing his thing. Amon St. Brown is doing his thing. I just Ooh, I don't trust Jared Goff. That's that's my Ooh. only. <laughs> that's my only. That's my only thing. But uh, again, we'll get to that when we pick the NFC Championship. Um, okay. But I do think that they can win it all. I think the game last week with the 49ers and the Packers kind of showed me a lot. Which again, we'll get to that when we talk about them. But. Detroit has the tools. They they got a decent defense led by Aiden Hutchinson, but that secondary is is a little shaky. I had PTSD last week watching Cam Sutton get burnt by Mike Evans, um, because Cam Sutton used to do that a lot with the Steelers, especially when he was not lined up in the nickel. Um, but they can, they one hundred percent can. They can get to the Super Bowl and they can win. They have the tools to do it. It's just they it's a, some questions uh in that secondary, and then of course. Jerry Goff, because sometimes Jerry Goff makes some 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 bonehead plays like, yo, what the hell was that or what the hell are you doing? But can they win it 100 percent? Yeah, it's it's crazy how the world turns, right? Like, let's let's go back. What, six, seven years ago? I can't remember exactly when the when the Lions went 0-16 and maybe even later than that. But like, let's take it back just even six or seven years ago and say to yourself, like, if some if we were on this podcast and somebody said the Detroit Lions going to the NFC Championship, or there's a chance where the Detroit Lions is going to the Super Bowl, you're like, bro, hell no. Like, even when Dan Campbell was was hired to be the coach of the of the Lions and he was talking about biting people's kneecaps off, you're like, get your ugly ass out of here, bro. But to like see <laughs> like <laughs> To see like how he's revamped that city, that football team, bro, and they are fighting for him, bro. Like if nothing else, like that's what I appreciate about good coaches is players will do their all. They will run through a brick wall for you, and to see how much they care for him, to see how much they they trust him, you see that now on the football field. You see that now with Jared Goff. Jared Goff, in my opinion, he's playing with more swag now than he played with when he was with the Rams. 
There's they have talent on the on both sides of the ball. They got Aiden Hutchinson. They had a really good offensive line. They got Panay Sewell. They got Amar St. Brown. They got uh, Branch. They got they have Sam Laporta. It's it's weapons all around, up and down their their roster. So yes, they can definitely make it. And I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and again, I know we'll pick this game later on. I wouldn't be shocked if they if they made it to to the Super Bowl. But could you imagine the story that would come with it? Right, like that's that's crazy, bro. And if you're in the city of Detroit, who or if you're in the state of Michigan, you've had the Wolverines winning. Um, you you you're seeing the success of 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 the Lions. Now, granted, the Detroit Pistons ain't doing much for you. Um, but you like what a time this got to be, bro. So I know C he ain't gonna pop in here at some point, but damn, like what a ride he got to be on right oh, now. Oh, let's not Dang. forget that the draft is being held in Detroit this year as well. Mm. So you know that's gonna be that's gonna be stupid, regardless of where the Lions finish. That that is gonna be stupid come April. It's gonna be a good time. And you know what is gonna be a good time is definitely me. I I just imagine like the first lady with a shoe in her hand when I'm when I'm when you answering that question. <laughs> you kind of a little bit. She on the but side, like I wish you <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I'm at, Lita. You know what I'm at though. She she ready for the answer. I'm ready for my bro. You she's like, babe, you better be real careful how you answer this question. Like I, but she know I'm gonna keep it 100, but at the end of, of the day, yeah, of course. Like, Trevor gonna be live tweeting from the guest room. Why am I me? Oh man, look, look, look. I'm already gonna be broke come February because I got a lot of stuff to get wife in. It's all Lions and University of Michigan stuff. So, look, she'll be all right. <laughs> she got it. She got the love coming. Uh, man. So, next question. Next question, real quick. I got a real answer to this. I've been on, on the Lamar bandwagon since he was the what one of the top picks in my fantasy league because I knew he was just going to have a stupid year. I knew that the media was coming after him was only going to fire him up, you know, on him, you know, being quarterbacky, whatever the hell that is, uh, to, you know, hiring his mom and, you know, doing all kind of crazy-ish to now he's finally producing in the playoffs. So real quick question. I got my answer. My answer is a yes, and, of course, that's foreshadowing. But are the Ravens the team to beat? And that's crazy because we don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> but, again, are the Ravens the team to beat in the NFL right now? The Ravens, for a vast majority of the season, have looked like the best team in football. They're probably the most balanced Um You know what you're getting with Lamar. Um, Zay Flowers has been a godsend. Um for them, like the Ravens getting him in the draft was was key. You got Odell, who's looking just a fraction like the Odell that was in Los Angeles when they had that Super Bowl run. Um, so he's able to make some catches there. And then, again, you already know what you're getting with Lamar. You already know what you're getting with that defense as well. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they earned a number one seed for a reason. We'll get to uh the afc championship when we talk about it but yeah uh until they're they're just that complete i mean there's nothing else i can really say about it they're they're good on every phase of, on every aspect of the game so yeah to answer the question yes i think they're the team to beat yeah like understanding that they're they're playing the chiefs today um and i know we still got to pick the game but yeah i mean from the standpoint of can definitely say that they have the best defense of the four teams remaining 
could definitely say they probably have the second best coach, and it, and it's arguable. You could probably argue that they have the best coach right now. Um, probably one of the better quarterbacks of of all. Probably one of you know probably sticking behind Mahomes. So there's that. Uh, but then they they beaten the four, actually smacked the Forty ers smacked the Detroit Lions. Um, I don't recall them playing the Chiefs at all this past season, so you can t- you can take that part out. But yeah, I would definitely say real quick that they are the team to beat for sure. And too, oh just God. so happens to just, uh, <laughs> bounce away from us once again. But I'm sure he'll be. He got back. A, he got abducted by the tiger that's just behind him. The tiger's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, First, he already said yes as well. He feels that with mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson being the way that Lamar Jackson is, who's on his way to another MVP uh, campaign, that the uh, Ravens will definitely be the team to beat. And just right on cue, our buddy is back. So Anything on was- the Ravens and, and Lamar? Nah, man. I, I'll leave my comments for what, what we'll talk about against so them going to the, to the Chiefs for real because I still, in a way, don't know who I got winning. So, I mean, we'll we'll see, uh, we'll see. But of course, are we finally is is this win needed for Brock Purdy to finally be respected? And what I mean by that is because, like, you got again Cam Newton with his game managers comment and coming at him when really you know look at the weapons around you. And granted, you're I, is Debo playing actually? Um, do y'all know mm-hmm. Debo's playing? He is playing. So uh, with Debo what, playing. I, what I've been seeing, yeah, Debo is playing. So with Debo playing, you have no excuse to get it done. But will he get it done? Oh, I guess we'll ask that in a bit. But is this win needed for him to get respect finally uh, from, from everybody? For for everybody, yes. For me, no. You got to look at it, bro. Like that man, Brock Purdy has overcome a lot. Right to literally be the last pick of the draft, to had started last season, I guess third string quarterback or third string or third on the depth chart for quarterbacks to yeah. work his way up to lead his team as far as he did last year to the, to the NFC championship. And case can be made that they win the championship game if he doesn't get hurt. So there's that. And then to see the the wins that he has in the fashion that he has, not only last year, but this year. For me, I don't think there's anything left for him to prove, honestly. That's for me. Um, because if you think about it, bro, if let's say two, let's say you're Brock Purdy, right? You got the left tackle that you have, you have Brandon Ayuk that you have, you have Debo Samuels that you have, you have the head coach that you have, and you have the defense that you have anybody's going to thrive in that right so like where you want to like knock him for that like i also don't understand this notion that like when he doesn't have a bad game or when he has a bad game that it's all on him or it's brock Purdy's fault granted he had a bad game last week but he made the throws when he made he made the throws when necessary to get his team to you know in in winning um in winning uh on the winning drive and then to win the game and then again he's hosting his team is hosting the NFC championship game in my opinion the man has done enough i don't think there's anything left to prove but again to answer the question i think he has to win the game to get more respect but i think he's done enough i like that answer yeah yeah i would kind of echo those same sentiments because i was on the other end of the spectrum 
uh, of saying because he has all these weapons, he has the easiest mm-hmm. job in football. Um, and I, I, yeah, he made the timely throws, but I, I again, some people will be like, well, CMC was CMC, but again, when you have the talent that you have on there with CMC and things of that nature, you know, of course you're going to thrive in the offense because when CMC is running all over the field, it's a little bit easy for you to run play action and make some throws. But um, I think Brock Purdy has proven time and time again that he can actually um, go out and make the plays that need to be made for uh, San Fran. I think what people are missing or what people want to see from him is to have that game winning drive where it's just him taking the offense uh to to the promised land and he's capable of doing it because of the weapons he has around him but at this point uh he has my respect I, I i will say that he has my respect but he definitely needs this game um to garner respect from everyone else so to answer the question for me, no, but from everyone else, from the casual eye to the naked eye, yes, he definitely needs this game. It's funny, like you said, right by the casual eye, because the casual eye is somebody like myself who believe that, you know, in order for you to get respect, you just got to win. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of, you know, who's on your team, who's not on your team. I think even when we look at, you know, the Tom Brady situation when he came into the league, how he was one of the last picks or whatever his story is, and he ended yep. up, you know, becoming good. Then he became great. Then he became the greatest, you know, quote unquote. And, you know, it could be a story just like Brock, Brock Purdy. Like you said, y'all said it like he came from literally nothing, which is respectable. But in order for you to get respect from the casual eye like myself, we need you to win. I need you to win, especially against a Detroit Lions team with, you know, I'm not sure who's favorite at this point, to be honest with you. Um, so this is one of those win- times in your career. I, of course, it's early. You know what I'm saying? It's super early. Like what this is like his second, third year in the league. I guess second starting at this point. So it's still super early. But in order, this will be one of those games like, all right, Brock, I see you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely looking forward uh to seeing to seeing who who wins the lines in the in the 49ers game. Of course, uh we got our answers coming up, but let's hear a where from our sponsor. Seek Geek is the ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. When you use our code LBR Media. You would get $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek scores each ticket selection 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. Click the link in the description to download the app. And remember our code LBR Media for $20 off your first order. SeatGeek, your route to high quality ticket selection. Hey, shout out to the good folks at SeatGeek, man. Shout out to the good folks at SeatGeek. I'm so happy that whoever's buying SeatGeek uh, tickets don't have to buy for the Chiefs game. They have to buy for the Ravens game because it's at Ravens. And I would rather see my people do the swag surf than the Chiefs people do the swag surf. But it is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. Uh, Raven, uh, Chiefs and Ravens, fellas, who y'all got? Help me with this one, but I think I got my answer. Oh, man, both really? of these. I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Go ahead, Trevor. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Both of these games are tough. And Ryan said said it perfect earlier when talking about it. Like playing against the Chiefs, you got to damn near be perfect. And whoever's on the other side under center against Patrick Mahomes, like you have to pretty much give a Herculean effort to um beat Pat Mahomes. Like you literally have to go and pe- beat Pat Mahomes. What concerns me 
is this whole notion with the whole referees thing because there's a referee that's supposed to be refereeing this game to where the home team only wins uh 40 percent of the time he flags uh flags home teams more often than not but if there's anybody that's able of giving that herculean effort to beat patrick mahomes it is lamar jackson give me the ravens 27 kansas city chiefs 24. uh this one's tough bro um it's tough because Lamar Jackson is on a whole nother level. The run game is on a whole nother level. That defense is top tier. Uh, I swear I remember when we talked about the Ravens this past year, I swear I was like, bro, I don't know if the Ravens defense is going to be as good as it historically is, right? And I'll be damned if Kyle Hamilton, I promise you, the safety for the Baltimore Ravens, Kyle Hamilton, is always around the ball. He's always – making some type of big play. They have one of the better linebacking uh, groups in the NFL with Patrick um, with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, Jesus Christ, kind of came out of nowhere and is having a really, really good season. Um, again, have a really good coach. But I'd be damned, bro, if I didn't just look up and see Patrick Mahomes. I think this is his sixth year, fifth or sixth year in the league, one of the two. The man has only been an, an underdog 11 times, too. 11 yep. times he's been an underdog. To take that a step further, in those 11 times he's an underdog, bro, he's 9-1-1, one, and one, bro. That is insane. Because <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. So where I still have my doubts about the, the Kansas City wide receiver uh, – the wide receiver room. Um, I still have doubts about Travis Kelsey has not been the typical Travis Kelsey that we've seen. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing I said last week. I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes. Uh, so give me the give me the Chiefs to win uh 21 to 18. I think it's kind of low scoring. Ooh, low scoring. Okay. I can rock with that. Duke. I ain't even gonna lie, y'all. Like, because we don't bet against Pat Mahomes. So it's what we sounded like is what we need every black person listening to this podcast to just extend your arms in the air, right? And we finna make, try to make one of the biggest spirit bombs that we can possibly make <laughs> for Lamar to beat this dude so we don't have to see Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Like, we need this. We need it. We like N E E D E E E D, all capitalized estimation points. But damn, Pat Mahomes is the epitome of greatness, man. So it's like he, he's ready for moments like this. He wants moments like this. He's been through moments like this. I got to rattle him. I, I, give me the Ravens. I was like, just, just do it. Just, just do give it. Just Ravens. do it. Put it. For the simple fact no, that I was I, that I was born right outside of Baltimore, give me the Ravens. That spirit bomb came 31 years ago. We gonna take them down, baby. Brian got the Ravens. Hey, it's, yeah, no, and again, go ahead, Trevor. I'll just say it, it's tough picking against five and one in the playoffs when you're really you're five and one in the divisional and playoff round when your only loss is being to Brady. When you're really honest and true, when your only loss in the playoffs, period, has been the Tom Brady. So that's 
Which it's they was technically should have won that game. Yeah, the first one is yeah against New England. Yeah, I, I'll definitely give you that. Mm-hmm. The the Super Bowl, his offensive line was just beat up, and nobody was <laughs> nobody was blocking for him. But yeah, it. Sp- if there's anyone that's gonna actually outplay Pat Mahomes and actually go and get it, it's Lamar Jackson, and I think he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, does that? Yeah, and I'm gonna say too. Don't don't feel bad about it. like because again, we, you shouldn't bet against Pat Mahomes. But again, so they're missing Joe Tony. Um, a really good. Uh, oh yeah, they did lose to, to the to the Bengals as well. Uh, they they're missing Joe Tony. Really good. Uh, I think it's all pro guard on their line. He's not going to be out. So again, where you want to give the credit to Baltimore's defense, who looked hungry, who looked ready for the Chiefs, even after their win against the Texans last week. That defense for Baltimore is going to be insane. But I'd be damn, bro. If I've I've seen Pat Mahomes win some games, I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't even be you shouldn't even be in the game. But let alone to win it is crazy. Again, when I heard that he's only been an underdog eleven times and he's nine one and one in that, that's tough to ignore. So that's the only reason, and I do mean the only reason, I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. All right, Lamar Jackson. If Joe Strice can get it done for us, you can get it too, my brother. My young brother, my young quarterbacky brother, get it done, man. Uh, uh, speaking of doing for uh, doing it for the culture, everybody in Detroit hoping that the Lions do it for the culture. So, gentlemen, 49ers, Lions, are we gonna see the first lady tackle Trevor out of nowhere? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who y'all got? I don't know who wanna, whoever want to take it first. Let me, I'll, 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 I'll go first. Here. Oh, no, I'll go ahead, sure. go ahead, let, me, let me let you, let me let me let I'm going to let you keep thinking on it, right? Because uh, I swear I feel like Amanda's is like I wish you would say the 49ers. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, uh, man, I can't get whatever it is in my eye. I can't get it out. Um, I'm going with the 49ers um, just for the simple fact that I think Depot is going to play to what extent he's going to be healthy enough to be impactful. That I'm not sure about. Uh, but Trevor mentioned the Detroit Lions secondary, which was getting absolute burnt by Baker last week, right? And so whether you want to say that was partly Baker, or you can say that, like, damn, Detroit, like, do something about your secondary. Um, I just don't know if they can make enough plays in the secondary against Kettle, against Ayuk, against Debo, Um and then I, I, I still worry about their run defense a little bit as well, too, because C-Mac is running the hell out of the ball. Um, and I just hadn't seen too many teams be able to neutralize that. So from that standpoint, I think Brock Party makes at least two or three more plays than Jared Goff. Therefore, give me the 49ers. Hooey. Um, this game is definitely going to come down to the trenches. Um I'm going to say this as well. The last team to score a touchdown wins this game. Uh, mm-hmm. To Skyler's point, what he mentioned about uh, the Lions secondary, that is 100% accurate because, golly, it's Baker was was looking like a whole nother Baker just, just uh, dotting uh, that secondary up. Um, but what concerns me as well, I know Skyler mentioned the Lions run defense. It's also the 49ers run defense because – Green Bay was able to actually run the ball pretty well. Uh, Aaron Jones had, I think, 100, I want to say 110 yards on like 18 carries. And this and their offensive line is not that great. 
Green Bay's offensive line compared to Detroit is it, it, not that great with Panay Sewell and company on that line. They should be able to run the ball pretty decent with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Um, again, the last 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 touchdown wins this game. I'll sleep on the couch on this one, but I know it's going to be close. Give me the 49ers. I'm going to go 31-24. The 49ers I will gladly be wrong if Detroit because Detroit can win this game. I 100% believe that they can win this game. But I just think that secondary and then Debo's back in the lineup, that's going to be a problem for Detroit. But I think Detroit keeps it close. So give me 31-24, the 49ers go to the Super Bowl. And it hurts me because I want want the blackest Super Bowl possible. I want Baltimore and Detroit in the the Super Bowl. But it's a lot to overcome. It's just too much to overcome for Detroit. That's the wrong Trevor. (laughs) <laughs> I, I again I'll I'll take it at yeah, this no, point. Tell tell first lady we sorry, man, but it's a it's a 3 0 sweep on this pod. Um yeah. I've said for the last month or so uh that I do see the 49ers being in the Super Bowl. And I said specifically I do see them going against the Ravens. Um I've said that multiple times, and unfortunately, it's coming down to you know uh the Lions who are having a hell of a season. A, a hell of a season. I hate the Pistons have to be sacrificed for it, but it is what it is. Um, you know, they 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 turned out there, and of course, we want it to be the blackest Super Bowl um, in the NFL history. I mean, you talk about all kind of you know it, nigga moments that's gonna happen. Like you got, I want you got us for the halftime. Like it, it just makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. But yeah. at the same time, I think this moment we Brock Purdy has had to hear for the last year on if that if he would have played they would have went to the super bowl and i think you're gonna have to live up to that pressure and i think that he's gonna actually do it i think when you talk about christian mccaffrey who i've seen since his rookie year give him the ball get the hell out the way that's how they're gonna win this game uh and of course Debo being back helps but you know you talk about just just the 49ers organization as a whole again a, a little year of hearing if we would have had an actual quarterback, I think it got to a point last year that didn't have a quarterback playing for them in the internet and uh NFC championship. Yeah, because Brock Purdy so, got, got injured. Yeah. So. Brock Purdy and I think his backup got injured too, right? Or whoever they had uh back him up. Yeah. So it's like it just a whole bunch of what ifs for the last year. I think that we it resulted in a a much better 49ers team over the season, but for two, a team that's more ready for the moment uh than than the lines, and of course. You know, we got to roll with the commandment here. If a player shows us who they are, we got to believe him. Until Jared Goff does it, I mean, he's went to the Super Bowl before, but of course, what happened to him against this crazy 49ers defense that's been consistent for the better part of forever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let, it, it's written for Detroit to have a good time, but it's all good times must end. And I got to see, I got to say it's going to end uh, this 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 weekend against the 49ers. Uh, so again, Sorry, sorry, first lady, but it's a 3 0 sweep over here. Yeah. We may do her a favor. We all just picked the 49ers. <laughs> so that's you know what that means. We wrong. I got to say, I, w- I would gladly be wrong and I'll give credit where credit is due. But mm-hmm. I mean, Debo being back in the lineup and then that secondary, it, that, that's, that's going to be tough to overcome. But everything else, they match up with them pretty well. So we'll see. 
I honestly, like just for the lines, man, because I know it's a lot of Detroit that listens out of D, uh, Detroit. Um, this is one of those things where if you are wrong, cool. Like, I'm happy to actually be wrong because actually we get nigga moments at the Super Bowl. Like, I want that to happen. Um, it's right there. <laughs> like, it's, it's right, there for, right there. right there for us. But mm-hmm. one thing that, you know, you guys have been able to persuade me on as far as, you know, our podcast senior, and y'all know exactly what I'm finna bring up, is that, hey, that dude, Glenn Rivers, he can't coach. Y'all convinced <laughs> me over the years, multiple times, and multiple times he said exactly what is going to happen, what y'all have predicted. So how the hell does he get a chance to coach the Milwaukee Bucks, for one? That's number one. And for two, how far y'all going? Because we talking about a 3-0 sweep, and you know what I'm saying, here, <laughs> you know, let him get the first round again. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, what are y'all thoughts on, on Doc Rivers joining the Bucks? Man, look, that's the title. Of, look, the title of this episode, bro. Bro, you can't keep getting away with this, bro. Like, <laughs> like how do you? How do is every time you're receiving a coaching job, it is with a team that is supposedly contending. Like I, I, I just can't get it. Like we, we need to find his agent or something. Um, but honestly, truthfully. I mean, for all that what we we give flack on Doc Rivers for, I, I kind of got to look at the Bucks uh, front office on this one because this seems like a, a panic hire um, on their end um, because of everything that they was hearing. And then with Adrian Griffin, this was who I guess Giannis wanted for the most part because we got to look at. Uh, we know the NBA is a player's league and things of that nature. So we kind of got to give a side out of Giannis on this one. And I think Milwaukee is kind of doing everything in their power to try and keep Giannis happy um, in this uh, shape or form, which I don't know why. I mean, Giannis already signed an extension to, to re-up with you guys the moment y'all traded for Dane, which was what Giannis asked for. Um, but – I, I, I'm just I'm just baffled at this. I don't see how this is going to work because everybody that has played for Doc Rivers ha- at some point in shape or form has a podcast and they say the exact same thing. He does not coach. He does not make adjustments. He is about to run a Dame Giannis pick and roll to the cows come home and <laughs> it's going to work sometimes. It's not going to work. There are no adjustments are going to be made. And I can definitely see Milwaukee going out in the second round in embarrassing fashion, by the way. I can see them losing to, believe it or not, the Indiana Pacers, if you really want to keep it a buck. Um, I mean, I I guess congrats to Doc for getting another job, but that that payroll for the Bucks is crazy because they they still paying Adrian, they not only still paying Adrian Griffin, they're still paying Mike Budenholzer as well. Um, because remember Adrian Griffin came mm-hmm. on for four years and he mm-hmm. was only he was fired after what three months um in the season. It, it's it's is baffling, but I, I guess if you if you're comfortable with losing in the second round of the playoffs, be my guess. And I think it's gonna happen to the Indiana Pacers. The second you can book that right now. Second, I, I, you, you got them going to the second round, yeah. They'll uh, unless they match up with the Pacers. Now, if they match up with the Pacers in the first round, then it's a wrap. Or the Heat. Hey, Brown. Yeah, or the Heat. I I I got a cousin 
that I'm always like, bro, how do you stay with a job? It's exactly how I feel with Doc Rivers. First of all, props to him because the man going to stay paid. Doc yeah. Rivers is going to stay paid, bro. But just like my cousin, I'd be like, damn, bro. You got let go from this job two weeks ago, and now you got this one. Or you did something inappropriate at that job, and now you got this one. How do you continuously have a job? So at some point, you start, you, you stop hating. You'd be like, bro, I'll just give you your credit where credit is due. Flip side of the coin, though, is I don't like how they – I don't like how the Bucks went about this. I really, really don't. And to what Trevor said, if I'm not mistaken, Giannis handpicked Griffin. He handpicked him. So, therefore, if you are 30 and 13, you and Dame or the rest of the team are having an issue with set coach that you decided to bring on, then that should be a reflection on you, right? To let a first-year head coach go 30 and 13 – and you fire him, not only do you fire him, but you bring on a consultant for him, you fire said coach, and then you hire the consultant. Mm-hmm. It's two things. It's two people or two things that's undefeated in this world, father time and karma. And karma is that. See, you don't want to play with karma. And I'll be damned, bro, if I didn't see this. And I and said to myself, you know what would be true karma? Is if they lost to the Sixers at some point in the playoffs, I would love that, that for would me. Be, that would, would be, be just wild, and that would because, be entertaining. Yeah, and because honestly, truthfully, they had the opportunity to hire Nick Nurse. <laughs> Nick Nurse could be coaching the Bucks right now. Like they had the opportunity to get <laughs> Nick Nurse, and they said no. We're gonna go with Adrian Griffin, who Giannis handpicked for for this situation. And mm-hmm. let's not remember. They was going to fire Mike Budenholzer, but they just so happened to win the championship that they, they bought him another season. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in Milwaukee, but like Skyler said, karma is a you-know-what. It, it's it's, it's going to strike the Bucks in a way that it already hit them once with Miami knocking them off last season in the playoffs, but it's going to hit them again in some shape or form. Out of nowhere. And uh, shout-out to uh, Damian Adams. I was on this podcast a couple of days ago, and he officially dubbed me as – the person who called out Giannis bullshit way before everybody because he believes that the Giannis hate is about to come. Well, y'all know me. I I hate when people call him the best player in the game. I hate it. It it, it hurts me. And I always feel like if he is the best player in the game, the NBA is in a messed up situation. How? What does he do? And now you got a coach who, like I said, from the pick and roll him to death and he already don't set set picks already. So now he's going to be out of his game. And now you're going to go against a Miami team in the first round who already whooped your ass last year, who was a better team that's gunning for you because you got the player that they originally wanted. And I hate this for Dane. I hate this for Dane. He don't He don't want to be there. And y'all said it multiple times on why Doc Rivers ain't a, a good coach. Trevor, you brought up the players who said that he's not a good coach. And now you're in a, a system where it's like it's not going to work. Are they better? Of course, they got the number two in a, a team in the West, but – I mean, the East. Are they better than the Celtics? No. Are they better than the Sixers? No. Are they better than the Knicks? No. Are they better than the Heat? No. Do I have them over the Pacers? Yes. They're, I think Indiana not even in the top five in the East. I think Indiana gets them this year. I think so, too. Yeah, because how many times has Indiana beat them already? Four times. Too many. Too many. That's why That's why Giannis had to get that 60-point ball back. It wasn't the fact that, you know, oh, I finally beat them, niggas. Let me get the ball. 
No, like, here's here's here's, here, here's a, a funny stat. I, I ain't do the actual research, but I kind of agree. Gilbert Arena said this on his podcast. I think Doc Rivers is the only coach to have coached so many Hall of Fame caliber players, but to only have one championship to show for it. That's a problem. <laughs> the heavens light a shot upon Lito. <laughs> Matt, Paul Pierce, AG, Ray that. Allen, James Harden, who will be in the Hall of Fame, Joel Embiid, and the ring, and the ring he got wasn't even that earned. The ring he got wasn't even that earned, bro. No. Again, the man goes. He go, he go, he gonna stay paid. He gonna stay paid, and you got to give him credit for that. But damn, yeah, I want to. You got to be like. At one point, you got to be like, bro, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 will, say, I will agree. Um, I will agree. I, I agree here, though. At least I ain't got to listen to him on ESPN. Uh, Paul Ryle LeBron, <laughs> so I will say that. My oh boy! No, I mean, only, I think the only game is. <laughs> I think the only game that I watched with him actually doing commentary was the Grizzlies Lakers game when they when they smacked the Lakers at one time that one game. Like anytime he's on, I, I change the channel. I was like, bro, I I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. So what speaking is that of the voice, bro. Yeah, like you that in all game. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like you gotta let that out. Let me chill. Um <laughs> speaking of <laughs> the reason uh I brought up uh, the buzz because I thought of a of would you rather. Uh so shout out to the would you rather segment of the show. Um one thing that they were saying was because they traded Drew Holiday and brought in Dame, of course, the defense has gone down. So I wanted to ask you, gentlemen, in a way specifically on the Bucks, but when you think about the whole concept of things, right? So would you rather have good slash great defensive players and okay coaching or great defensive schemes with okay slash good defenders? And what I mean by that is when last year we had great defensive players on the Bucks. You had three people that was top 10 in the defensive player of the year, four people uh, in the top 15, and Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. But you got outwitted by a great defensive scheme that is spoke. And that's happened multiple times before. And granted, of course, the Miami had to play defense, but compared to the talent levels of the defenses, which would you rather have? And there's just a comparison, but you can just say that as an overall thing. Like, which would you rather have? And I answer with defensive scheme. That's, by the way. that's, that's my answer. Defensive that, is scheme. A, that is a tough one. Um, because on I'm going to go. Hand, go, ahead, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think I'm going to go with scheme. I'm going with scheme based off of the example that Took provided. Because when you have a really good scheme, regardless of who you put in that role, regardless of who you put in the dunker spot, regardless of whoever you put at the top of the zone, or whoever's in the middle of the zone, or whoever's controlling the paint, it's almost to the point that regardless of who you put there, your defense is going to work, right? So when there's a scenario in which you have three or four good, really good defensive players, I still got two people that I can attack. Or sit, let's say one of those two people that's really good defensively is out, right? So then now your defense already drops a step down anyway. But when I know mm -hmm. I can put Trevor, Schuyler, and Tube 
and Sheedy and Sharky. I could put those five and I could swap them out anywhere. I can always replace those guys out and put another two or three there. And I know my scheme is going to work and it's effective regardless of who's playing or who has the ball. I'd rather go with scheme. I like that. Yeah, give, give me schemes as well, man, uh, to what everything Skyler said. Because when you know, when you have a specific game plan to stop somebody and you know it's going to work and you can just plug and put anybody in that situation to stop the player, like, i.e., look at what happened the last two of the last three times Miami has matched up with the Bucks. They basically said, we're going to play a zone against Giannis find some other way to beat us. And as you saw two out of those three times, it, it just, it didn't work out for Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, definitely give me defensive schemes on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, and another thing to add to, the, and another thing to, to add to the scheme as well, right. Is that, that helps the communication with the defense, right? Because at the end of the day, if I got three, if I got three solid guys, I can still know how to attack it. I, I don't necessarily have to worry about who's got that guy there or who's supposed to jump the screen there or jump, you know, jumping under the scheme there. Everybody, when you have a really good defensive scheme, which makes the heat, which is why I like watching the heat in the playoffs, is there's a there, not too many times you see a missed assignment. And again, mm-hmm. you can put they they'll walk in two G League players. You're like, who the hell is this? But then they lock him down, though, right? And it's because mm-hmm. everybody is able to communicate who's supposed to be where when they're supposed to get there, and regardless of who's there or who's not there, everybody knows assignment. So that's another reason I, I like the, the scheme as well. Great answer, fellas. Yep. Great answer. What y'all got? Um, well, I already given the troll and all, but uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it again for those that um, for those at home. Uh, troll and all, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks will lose to the Indiana Pacers in the playoffs if they match up. Because I know they're going to match up because of all the, the, the storyline stuff that that's been talking about all season. So, troll and all, Milwaukee will lose to the Indiana Pacers, whether it be the first round, conference semis, the first round, or the conference semis. Milwaukee will lose to the Indiana Pacers in six games. I'm only going to say no nah for the simple fact that I don't want them to lose to the Pacers. I want them to lose to the Sixers. That's what I really, really want. <laughs> At that point, I feel like justice is served. So, so Trevor, you're making a really good point. And, and really, the, the, the book should lose to them. But somehow, some way, I just wish that they could but they could somehow, some way, match up against the Sixers and get washed. That's what I want. At that point, karma and justice would be served. And my leeway is is the fact that, you know, if the if the season stopped now, the Bucks would be going against the Heat. I want the Heat to twice that ass again. <laughs> uh, but to answer, uh, yeah, Miami will get that seven spot based on who's playing. Right Especially now. If, the, if they play the Bucks. Oh yeah, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Jordan finna come out. I ain't worried about that. But in the spirit of, of of course, answer your question. Um, I've already had my dose of the youth taking over the ogs um i say that when saying you know sga taking over steph curry starting position in the western conference out in, in the west conference and all-star game i say that to say hey tyrese halliburton he did that dame time for a reason he's saying it's my time now and now you got again glenn rivers there with the bucks who i already said ain't, ain't a good team anyway who's not don't have a defensive a good defensive scheme 
<laughs> like I said, we're bringing it back to do they really have good defensive players? You know, so again, you talk about offense, offense, offense with the Pacers. Of course, the game will slow down in the playoffs, but I mean, just look at how Tyrese Halliburton going. Like, if you slow down if you want to, he still got that that three that he gonna hit, and they just got Siakam specifically for this reason. Yeah. Uh, so give me the Pacers. All right. Well, based on everything with the standings, yeah, if Milwaukee just so happened to escape the Heat, the next round matchup will be against the Sixers. So, Skylar, you oh, <laughs> you're oh, right on point. If, oh. if, that was the, if that was the case, oh so. boy, can we can we make sure can we timestamp what I just said? Because I feel like we might need to reuse that clip. Oh, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely clipping this this portion right. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah, I can't wait. So I have a very random question for you. And and again, y'all are the basketball heads right about now until I turn it up a little bit more. Who's the better guard for the Atlanta Hawks? Is it Deontay Murray? De, uh, Deontay Murray is it, is it Trey Young? I'm literally just asking for my knowledge. Who's the better guard? Who's the better guard for the specific Atlanta Hawks? Specifically Dang the Atlanta Hawks or just in nope, general? Specifically, just in general. In general, but okay. who you who I rather have Jonte Murray without a shout out without okay. I rather have Jonte okay. Murray, but Atlanta is trade city. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I would much rather have the Jonte as well. Um, but to two's point, Atlanta is trade city, but honestly, truthfully, Atlanta needs to blow it up. I, I've been saying for years now they need to trade Trey Young and just start over. Um, doesn't look like they're gonna have it's gonna happen, but yeah, give me the Jonte. Dang, trading 27 and 11 though is crazy. Like, <laughs> no, because the problem with it is it's, it's nothing against Trey and his play. I don't think Trey is the guy you build a team around. I think Trey can be a big piece on a contending team, but I don't think you build you, you don't build your team around him. I think them getting to the conference finals in 2021 was was kind of a kiss of death for them because they really they had them thinking they were actually right there and they really weren't touche touche all right well i don't have anything fellas y'all got anything else oh nah, man this, this was this was good bet, bet, bet. well appreciate everybody for checking us out uh <laughs> good talk good basketball talk good football talk uh lamar bringing home for us rep it rep, we need you man we need you we need right. you uh shout, we need <laughs> the out. black we need the blackest super bowl possible like for, right. <laughs> so, so we can have baby shower food for the super bowl event but now shout out uh, shout out to gang shout out to y'all shout out uh three to hardaway uh we will be recording uh tomorrow <laughs> prayers up for the guy sheedy uh dreams report make sure y'all check him out dreams report uh lbr game with the guy trevor thank god we finally get some hoots in savage get your ass on uh i know you've been father of the year but you know hey it, it is, is what it is, is man you it see two factors on these lobs make sure you hit us up on youtube a uh, few few subscribers away from uh 200 so help us get there Yes. Uh, shout out to I got Ron Harris podcast coming soon or may not be coming soon. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, again, uh, make a uh, shout out to our sponsors as well uh, with SeatGeek uh, at Tab Shakir is where you can follow me on Twix, Instagram, all that good stuff, fellas. Yeah, I'm at um, the RV. I'm at, 
Damn, I'm where y'all at? Where y'all at? Where y'all at? <laughs> Go ahead, Lito. Man. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, at underscore Scott Lady on Twix. I'm at the Art of Trevor on Twix. Um, Simply Trevor LBR on Instagram and YouTube, as uh, Tuga already mentioned. So, you know, we moving. We moving. Shout out to everybody for checking us out. LBR Media, out this gang, 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 gang.